Okay, so I'm really pleased to be once again in the company of Deborah Kermode, who's the chief exec here at Mac Birmingham. And it's great to be sitting back at the Mac. And that's kind of the headline, really, isn't it, that Mac is back? Yeah, we're absolutely thrilled. We reopened in May and uh, we worked through a rather busy summer, I have to say, actually, because we took all of our activities outside and the public, I think, appreciated that. They certainly felt safer. Um, So we, during lockdown, did up our old outdoor theatre which holds about 400, so we had a lot of wriggle room, and we did lots of lovely events, from the specials to Joe Lysett. So the public began to come back in, and, and yeah, I think they're having a good time. And it looks amazing, I have to say. I haven't been, I've sort of been past Mac, and we've seen the uh, kind of wooden boards uh, from the park, and you wonder what's going on behind those, those boards. But importantly, the kind of central space has been uh, refreshed, renewed, revitalised. Yeah, that was always the plan. So prior to COVID, we'd been working with stakeholders, supporters like the Arts Council to refresh the building. It is so well used, this building. We have a footfall of about a million a year and uh, it gets quite tired. So we always planned to um, to modernise it. And the cafe, I always felt looked and you know had the feel of a kind of leisure center so we really did want to modernize that and make it feel more like an art cafe and I think we did really well we got um, 2G in their designers from Mosley lovely lovely company and they uh, worked with us to look at um, different materials we worked with an access consultant to look at the heights of tables and the all the different things you know that our, our, our audiences need and it looks gorgeous and um, the most important thing I think was table service that was the biggest uh, difference I'm sure many of you have queued in a really irritating fashion along the side that big counter so that's all gone and now we have wonderful table service which is so much better particularly for access you know mums and prams and and obviously wheelchair users so it's much nicer to come and have a cup of tea at the Mac now and also importantly the arena bar is still where it was but it has something palatial to look out onto, doesn't it? Almost. Yeah, so we, I think one of um, the sort of growth areas of Mac, if I'm talking businessy, is all the courses and classes. People love to come on site and do stuff. From really first thing in the morning, they're doing their yoga or their ceramics. And so we wanted to meet that demand as a business. That's really important. We are a charity, but the business obviously pays the charity. So we built some more studios, which are gorgeous and a lovely little pocket garden. We now have a gardener in residence. I mean, it's terrific. We are, I suppose, using every little inch of our building and the outside space Possibly a bit like, you know, you guys would do with your homes. We're really stretching um, stretching the possibility of how we use our space so that we get the most from it. Now, the last time that we spoke, we were talking about this earlier, was uh, in July 2019. And at that time, we did a bit of future gazing to see what potentially was on the horizon. And I don't think we could really have guessed any of what happened. But importantly, I think there's some quite important lessons that we've sort of learned and some real challenges, certainly for yourself, but also for for Mac. And um, we're coming through those, and it's looking quite different, I think, isn't it now? I think it is different. I think um, we are relearning, rebuilding the organisation. There's no doubt about that. And I think uh, we obviously want to do that with our community, 
but we don't know quite, we're not, we're in that transition period where we don't quite we're not quite out of the woods because I think it's going to be quite a tough winter. And there's a lot of nervousness still. So we are trying very hard to reassure visitors about, you know, all the healthy uh, health concerns on site. However, I don't think we'll properly see uh, um, a, uh, a fully functioning Mac until next summer. And one of the greatest challenges, I guess, was just really kind of keeping the organisation going and moving. And, and there's some real difficult decisions that you've had to make and the board have had to to make but a lot of that sort of challenge was around I guess finance and just sort of keeping Mac afloat but Mac's always been quite good at that so what does that look like now what's that buoyancy like after the storm as it were? Well Mac is a really interesting organisation because we are actually very entrepreneurial our turnover prior to Covid was about five million so we're a mid-scale organisation in terms of all the arts venues in the city but off that five million Mac has to raise four million ourselves so that's a lot of money so we have to raise 80 percent and why I say that is that when we closed our doors we couldn't make money we couldn't you know all the lovely people coming in having teas and coffees and ice creams that pays for the art and when we weren't able to do that we suddenly and we don't have many reserves you know like all arts organizations we don't keep a lot in the bank as it were because we want to use it on our customers so we just had to rethink very quickly and I think one of the we just had to keep forecasting all the time um, and and thinking about different models of working you know if we just open the cinema would it work if we just open the cafe but ultimately Mac is about all of its different areas of activities and in order to raise the income we need we had to be fully open so it has been very challenging working out the money. And that community around Mac has obviously had the challenges that we've all had but that sort of audience attitude is interesting isn't it to sort of try and work out what kind of confidence people have about returning to an arts venue. I mean, it does a lot more around that as well. But that that's changed, I guess, the sort of relationship with the, the audience because it's about trust as much as anything. Yeah, I mean, we um, surveyed our audiences. We've got some fantastically loyal, terrifically supportive. I mean, the, the letters we received were so gorgeous. And I want to thank everybody for their kind notes, um, both on social media and just handwritten notes that we got. We had one young man... Um, who used to phone us every single day to ask us when we were reopening is a young teenage boy who comes to our switch which is our young learning disabled uh, rock band i mean there was a lot of love about when we were going to reopen um so it that was that was very challenging i think we also talked to the national picture we look at that and venues across the country and how they are adapting and i think it's about listening but it's also been quite assertive at times, being quite clear about what the offer can be at the moment. Like I said, I don't think it's we've got full capacity yet, and we've been quite careful about that. Now, let's talk a little bit about that offer, because excitingly, there's a programme of things starting to roll out again. And uh, as we made our way down to the, the room we're in at the moment, there was an excited bunch of children waiting for one snowy night um, a big theatrical production I think isn't oh it? god it was awful last year well actually it was in June 2020 I had to um, 
announced to my board of trustees that we were cancelling Christmas. I was the Mac Grinch. It was really sad because we love Christmas. Well, we actually, we love Diwali. We sort of start all our sort of fantastic festivals during the November period, and we put up and we decorate the venue, and we really go to town on it, and I think our audiences really enjoy that. So last year, it was awful, wasn't it? I think we were all in a terrible situation. We didn't quite know what was happening. This is prior to the vaccine rollout. Um, so this year, we've uh, brought back Slot Machine Theatre Company, who do this gorgeous production with Percy, the park keeper, and all his little animals. They've all come back. Uh, the animals are here with us today. It's fantastic. And uh, we offer um, gorgeous theatre for little ones. I think our production's very unique in the city. There's lots of other fantastic panto, etc., going on around the city, but we are that entry point for young children and their families, perhaps to see theatre for the first time. We do something called gift a ticket, and lots of our audience members, when they're phoning up for their own tickets for their family, they gift a ticket for a child that possibly wouldn't be able to see live theatre ordinarily. And we hand those tickets out to the, the hospital, uh, Children's Hospital, obviously, and lots of newly arrived communities as well so they get a sense of 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 you know having a Christmas too so yeah it, the Christmas production had to go ahead even if I think we, we only wash our face as they say technically we needed to make sure it, it happened and also you've got things like the arts market I think is starting to to come back um, at, at a scale I think you know we'll sort of yeah slightly reduced we want to be careful I mean those days are wild I don't know if you've ever been <laughs> to one of them we have over 70 makers and we select the makers it's not just sort of first come first serve we really do curate that list so that there's a really gorgeous flavor of and balance of different art forms and you know different different offers but yeah the arts markets next week it's great on site and you can come along. We always do it near payday, so no excuses. People have got, hopefully, they've got some <laughs> some time to come and uh, buy prezzies. And we do it over two weekends. So it's next weekend, uh, or this weekend, sorry, the 26th, 27th. And then it's again in the first weekend of December. We should talk a little bit just before we finish about, I guess, what some people call the kind of hybrid model of things. You know, we're kind of moving into a space now where we do some things online and digitally. We do other things physically where we can. And there's a real, I think, a question about what remains from that, what we keep from that, and what we use you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. So how, how's Mac sort of tackled some of those things? Because I guess there are activities at Mac that naturally lend themselves to you know, being physical meetups, but equally some of those have changed you know, onto online platforms as well. Because we're such a big building, you would say that the building is our asset. You know, lots of people come on site and they do lots of things. So it was very challenging when we were all in our own homes trying to work out how do we support, particularly our more vulnerable communities. So we have something called Mac Makes Music and we work with Youth Music Nationally. We go out to dozens of pupil referral units and special needs schools as well as lots of early year settings, etc. And we wanted to make sure that we could provide services during lockdown. Now, our team of musicians, who are really clever guys, they uh, were inspired to create a whole range of online programs and activities. And some of those were so successful. And the families who undertook them really valued them, that we have to continue with them. There's no doubt about it. And, one, and I'll give you an example of that. We host lots of inclusive choirs. So where children of all ages who have 
particular needs come in and they and they and they do choir singing or whatever they do uh, music making together now lots of families have really valued having that service online because it means that nana can come in the kitchen and she can watch it happening and she can get involved online and people don't have to get all the kids in the car take them to mac you know that's can be a bit onerous on a saturday morning so we've really listened and i think some of those services where it does complement online again with some of our courses and classes art classes suddenly went online photography went online writing went online and you know our reach if we truly believe we're an accessible organization our reach was so much more widened you know we had people in wiltshire and stroud you know who are now online with us doing those courses and classes of course they wouldn't have drove here i don't think on a tuesday night in november to do them ordinarily so it is interesting i think we've all learned from that that it's not just a building but mac is an organization and it's our job to be really inventive and our tutors and our because of course we work with so many artists from musicians all the way through to um, visual artists you know they're clever people and they think of different ways that they can connect so hopefully we're pushing our program out to more people because ultimately it's about people connecting with us and whether that's at home with Nana in the kitchen, you know, or whether it's um, actually in our cafe having a chat with friends, you know, we have to be available to everyone and that that's that's really important. And just finally, I'm just mindful that the period that we've been through is a, is a kind of, there's a record of kind of history there, isn't there? There's a kind of social message in, in, in a lot of uh, the things that we've been through. How, have you any thoughts yet how Mac might record that or what it might do to to capture some of those things that happened? It's interesting. It's our 60-year anniversary next year. We were established in 1962. We've always been on this site. And so there's a lot of reflections going back at the moment. Um, And I'm rethinking that. I think Mac has always been a place of activism. You know, we activate ideas and we're very much on people's doorsteps. We're neighbourhood organisation. Looking at the stats, this is interesting. People are wanting to buy tickets and see things which are about pure entertainment at the moment. That's my instinct that's what the sort of data is telling us they're perhaps wanting just to take a breath from thinking about more serious perhaps more work about the pandemic I think people need time to process that Mm. possibly and I think in the future you will of course see films and theatre and you know all sorts of different art forms that might reflect some of that some of that sort of chaos that we went through but I think at the moment what what people want is that they kind of just want to move on a, a bit. That's that's my feeling at the moment. If I sort of thought about how the arts were working, so I think there's be plenty of time for reflection. It'd be interesting to see because remember we're an art centre, so we are driven by the ideas of artists, you know. And at the moment, artists are making work. I think like anyone else, they want to look forward. Deb, it's been great to catch up again and it's been also great just to come back to Mac really and uh, see all the wonderful things that have been going on. So uh, we'll catch up again soon, but uh, for now, thanks for your time. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure.